Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Amen. In this week's gospel, Jesus is completing his instructions to his disciples as we wrap up the 10th chapter of Matthew. The disciples are being sent out to spread the good news, but there is a particularity to Jesus' words in this passage from Matthew that we don't find in other gospels apart from a small similar passage in, in Luke. And it's the, it's the word welcome, welcomes, that we don't, we don't see a lot of. Jesus has talked before about how the disciples may not be greeted warmly wherever they go. And if that is the case, they are to shake off the dust from their feet as they leave that town or house. Perhaps Jesus is now rounding out his instructions to his disciples and adding on to the harsh statements last week, about having to give up all in order to follow him. What we hear today is when the disciples are welcomed and what that really means. But before we get further into that, let us be reminded of our own discipleship. Jesus talks easily to his disciples while he was with them. He sends them out into the world to spread his teachings They become Jesus' hands and feet and head and heart. Sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the fact that today that is our role. It has been passed down to us through the ages. In fact, I hope each of you was here on Trinity Sunday when Bishop Spith talked about this very thing, apostolic succession. The laying on of hands from the time of Jesus from one bishop in the church to the next, until to this very, very day. And how we can think of that in the sense of Jesus laying his hands on us. What Bishop Smith offered each of us that day was the laying on of his hands and a blessing as we came forward to the altar rail. In our heads and our hearts, we know we are disciples of Jesus. So the added touch of our bishop's hands reinforced that in all of us. So today we listen with Jesus' words, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. We have the additional visceral sense of understanding of what that is all about and the space we enter when we are welcomed includes God, always includes God. We're bringing God with us everywhere we go as disciples. And we are inviting those who welcome us to enter into an encounter with us and with God, to engage with God. Think about that. So whether we're responding to an invitation Uh, or whether someone is responding to your request for an encounter, God is in the mix of this encounter between you and the the other person. It's never one-sided. There is always giving and receiving in this midst. 
Well, being a disciple of Jesus sounds like an awesome task that carries a lot of responsibility. Well, it is and it does. But we are never alone. Let me share with you some scientific research that points out how an interaction between a teacher, a parent, a coach, or a mentor, or a disciple, and another person can have a profound effect on both people's lives, and how the interaction serves to nourish both. Once we are welcomed or asked to be welcomed, we have no way of knowing really what the outcome will be. We just know that God is present with us. So here's the research. A study was done at the University of Texas among 12-year-olds by a social scientist named David Yeager. He was invited into a classroom to assess the impact of a small sticky note on some papers the students had written on their favorite heroes. All of the papers were graded in the same manner. They all had the same marks and corrections on them, and they were returned to the students as usual. The only difference this time was that on half of the papers, there was that sticky note from the teacher that said, I have high expectations and you can achieve them. With those notes, the teachers imparted to the students, first of all, that the teachers noticed the students and believed in their abilities. And second, they believed the students could achieve at a higher level. And they were telling them that. And the notes were randomly attached to half the papers, regardless of a student's perceived abilities. Students who received these notes revised their papers to improve their grades and continued to perform at a higher level for the remainder of the semester. Students who did not receive the notes did not or they continued to perform at their uh, previous level of achievement. Now, many similar studies have been done and demonstrate the impact on kids of the presence in their lives of just one adult who demonstrates love and care or belief in a child's abilities and imparts that to the child. If there is just one adult who does this, it can have a lasting effect The child learns that someone is paying attention, noticing them, and believes in them, and that they truly exist and have worth and ability all by themselves, and that they can use that ability to do better. As you sit and listen to these words, you may be scanning back through your own experience, through school or having a mentor or some adult in your life who was able to impart something to you that you will never forget because it had this kind of impact on you. So how do we account, though, for the mention in today's gospel passage of a reward for being welcomed or for welcoming others? We hear that whoever welcomes a prophet, and here that can be be translated as disciple, Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive the prophet's reward. In the case of the social scientist, his reward for a well-constructed experiment 
is important results that have wide-ranging implications and will very likely lead to further research. For a mentor helping kids in this manner, the reward could simply be a good feeling, but that is reward enough. Study results of this kind achieved by Professor Yeager are also noted in Paul Tuff's book, How Children Succeed. Children need support and encouragement to succeed, and someone who cares and pays attention can provide all that is needed. Fortunately for children who don't have that in the home in which they live, someone else, such as you or me, disciples of Christ, can supply this through mentorship or other types of programs. Our reward for being welcomed into such programs, what is it? Knowing that even if just one child has a chance for a better outcome in school and beyond, I think that's quite a reward. One last reference in today's passage is to these little ones. We hear, whoever gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is not to think of an encounter with children, but rather with those deemed unimportant or insignificant or how people living on the margins of society might be described today. These are the little ones in Matthew's Gospel. One who writes about her experiences in prison is Sister Greta Ronigan, a member of the Community of Divine Love, an Episcopal monastery following the rule of St. Benedict in San Gabriel, California. Her book, Free on the Inside, Finding God Behind Bars, details many experiences of working with both men and women in jails and prisons in Los Angeles. What comes through very clearly from Sister Greta's work is the risk that she takes in inviting inmates to enter her world, which of course includes God. And I'm not talking about physical risk as much as I am talking about emotional and spiritual risk. Sister Greta must be willing to be used by God to help others to change their lives and at the same time allow herself to be changed through these encounters. This is the two-way street Jesus talks about in being welcomed and at the same time receiving a reward, whatever that may be. For Greta, helping women in particular heal from their physical and emotional wounds is a long journey. But as she travels with inmates, she knows that she too continues to travel on her own path toward healing and wholeness. That's how God works. So as we go forth from here into the world as disciples of Jesus both being welcomed and inviting others to join us. Let us always be aware that we do not do this alone. God is welcomed right along with us. With courage and strength from God's presence, we must be willing to enter the unknown and be fully aware that we will be changed by these encounters. Because when you invite God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth and all that is visible and invisible, 
everything seen and unseen, into that space, there is no way to predict the outcome. <laughs> 